Welcome. Thanks for listening to A Certain Degree. My name is Nick. I host a weekly radio show that gets turned into this podcast, the one you're listening to right now. If you're an early riser, you can listen live every Monday starting at 7 a.m. on WPRK 91.5 FM. It also streams on WPRK.org, or you can subscribe wherever you subscribe to podcasts. Regardless of where you listen, this show is about people from the Orlando area who are doing something neat. This week's neat person, Chantal Watts, one-third of the hosting team, squad, from the Full Frontal Nerdity Show. She is a fantastic guest. She's got some great stories that she shares with us. And now we're best friends. Great. Find out how that happens by listening to the entire episode, in case you weren't planning to listen to the entire episode. For more on Chantal Watts and all the other guests, please visit toacertaindegree.com. And now on with the show. Moby on WPRK, Winter Park, Florida. You're listening to A Certain Degree. Good morning. My name is Nick. I do this every week, and every week I have a very special guest. This week is no exception. Chantal Watts is here. Good morning, Chantal. Good morning. How are you? I'm very good, thank you. I'm excited to be here. I'm excited that you're here, too, because it means that I'm not just alone with my thoughts. Sitting in a room. Yeah. Yeah. The worst case scenario for I w- me. I will sit in this room with you. Thank you. Speaking of sitting in a room, uh, you sit in a room at least once a week mm-hmm. uh, with two gentlemen, Arthur and uh, what's the other guy's name? Ken. Ken. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. He was just on the show three weeks ago, so I've already <laughs> forgotten him and pushed him out of my mind. Arthur has not been on yet, so not that's yet. why I remember him. We're trying. So as soon as you're off of the air, I'm going to forget your name. That's okay. Okay, great. Uh, but you can listen to Chantal and Arthur and Ken, Full Frontal Nerdy Show. Every week you should subscribe to that podcast because it's excellent. We actually just had a karaoke, karaoke extravaganza come out, and that has been a hit. It was our show last week, and, and people have been loving it. So if you want to hear some really, actually some very good karaoke... And also some very bad karaoke. You can download that show. And there's there's really only those two extremes of karaoke, right? Basically, it's only very, very yeah. good or you terrible. You don't find many middle of the road. Right. Yeah, you don't sound too bad. It's either you're a <laughs> rock star or no, no, you shouldn't. <laughs> well, very little karaoke today. Perfect. But we are going to play a game. Okay. Because I don't know you all that well. So I've been on the show, mm-hmm. uh, your show before. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you've never been on my show, and we haven't spent a ton of time together. Although I did listen to your special episode of Meet the Team, Full Frontal Nerdity, where yeah. you guys interviewed each other to get to know the hosts a little bit better. Because with three hosts, yeah. that's a good idea. Absolutely, um, you've got a lot of different voices on every episode, so you're not necessarily going to always hear equally from each person. And especially, you know, with me, because I'm not a super nerd. There's a lot of times where I sit quietly on our mm-hmm. show because I just can't contribute to the conversation so i i sit there i was a little intimidated when i went on the show and you know it starts out with some uh just what are you watching what are you playing, what are you playing? Yeah. yeah and i was like sitting back during the what are you playing section yeah and let uh ken and arthur kind of take thing. it yeah exactly uh so we're gonna play a game okay uh, so i'm going to rattle things off and you're going to tell me whether you're for or against them okay but instead of saying yes or no or up or down we're gonna play a game called alvin or the chipmunks. Okay. Because there's nothing better. There is no better chipmunk than Alvin. Okay. As we all know, he's mm-hmm. got the A on his chest because he's just that good. <laughs> As, you know, none of us do. Laverne and Shirley, 
Alvin, everybody else with initials on their shirts. Can you think? I can't even think of anybody else, but those are all of the best people. Quail man. Quail man. Yeah, he's got the Q on his shirt. Good call from the uh, Doug cartoon. Yes. All right. Showing your age. If I know, I I very (laughs) much am. So if I'm for something, it's Alvin. Alvin. And if I'm not, it's the chipmunks. It's the chipmunks because Simon and Theodore, gross. (laughs) Not as good. Correct. All right, let's do this. All right, Alvin or the chipmunks. You're getting very I'm serious. I'm very ready. There is no right or wrong answer here. <laughs> this is not the pop quiz, which will be coming later oh, in the show. Yeah. Uh, Halloween, Alvin or the Chipmunks? Alvin. Yeah? Yeah. What? I mean, I, I don't go all out for it. I very rarely, I think I've dressed up for Halloween maybe twice, but I enjoy it. And especially now with a kid, Yeah. I love Halloween. And, you know, when you say you've only dressed up twice, is that in recent years? Like when you were a kid? As an adult. Oh, yeah. yeah, As a kid and as a teenager, you wanted to trick or treat and you had to put on something. But as an adult, I've only dressed up twice since turning 18 to specify. Yeah. The legal adult. The legal adult when you are technically an adult. Yeah. So, (laughs) but no, I love Halloween now with a kid. It's so much more fun. And the kid is still young enough. You get to dress him however you however want. However I want, right. yes. He's a chicken this year. It's going to be good. <laughs> so much therapy that he's going to need. I know. How do you feel about uh, Alvin and the Chipmunks uh, self-driving cars? Uh, right now I'd say Chipmunks. Yeah. Just because they're not tested enough you know what i mean i'm not confident in enough to be super excited about it i know they've been driving around lake nona and doing a lot of testing here in central florida we're kind of a hub for it but until it's a little bit more proven i'm gonna go chipmunks are you looking forward to the day when lake nona we like stop hearing from them because the driverless cars have taken over yeah yeah i like that as a i'm excited about it as (laughs) yeah let's do it same no offense to anybody in like no no i'm not even sure the radio station's uh signal gets down there yeah so i doubt anybody from there is listening it's always funny to me hearing you know lake nona's oh it's in orlando i was like but it's so far away it's not it's not really i know they use orlando police and i know that it's near the orlando airport yeah but it's very they are their own being down there they yeah they're Mm self-contained so when it does get cut off from humanity like there's a dome around Mm -hmm. it yeah, we'll know why. And they're doing all their high-tech medical self-driving car yeah. stuff. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Sorry, Lake Nona. <laughs> Star Wars Galaxy's Edge. Oh, absolutely, Alvin. Oh, yeah. Yeah, my my husband was on, like, the main project team for years and years, building it both in Anaheim and Orlando. Oh, So nice. I've been very much uh, immersed and surrounded by that project and all things Star Wars Galaxy's Edge. And it was very cool to go on Imagineer's preview weekend mm-hmm. to see it and see all the hard work kind of come together and hear the stories of this thing and that thing. And so I'm. it was awesome to be there. And it was very cool to watch it kind of build over the past couple of years. And he was project manager on it, or he, so how, he was, was part role? of. Um, he's he does uh, consulting for like scheduling and assets, and he basically goes through and makes sure that he helps keep the project on time, mm-hmm. foresees any setbacks, makes sure they're hitting their deadlines, so no money's lost, et cetera, et cetera. So he's hurting the cats, basically, because that is it's unlike you know what I would consider a traditional architecture project, a, a building going up. It's it's much more artistic in yeah. nature. Yeah. Not that architecture isn't, of, of course. Of course. No, he's it's and it's it's very um stressful but rewarding at the same time. So it was 
I'm very much about that. Nice. All right. Uh, how about the beach? Alvin or the chipmunks? I'm going to say Alvin. I love the beach. I grew up on the beach in Vero Beach. Okay. Um, but of course, when you grow up on the beach, you never go. Correct. So now living in Orlando, I'm like, man, I love it. I miss it. I wish we lived there so I could go there all the time. But when I did live there, I never went. So it's it's a kind of a love-hate. I love it, and I like to say I love it, but am I actually going to go to it? Right. Probably not. Is it just the amount of effort at this point? Oh, absolutely now. Yeah. You know, especially being in Orlando with you've got to do the hour and 15-minute drive, and you have to lug everything down there, and then the beach that we usually go to doesn't have showers, so you have to bring water jugs, and it's just it's a lot. Yeah. Yeah. You're really talking me out of the beach. I, I was so for it a second ago, <laughs> and now I cannot stand it's it. It's a pain. Yeah, thanks for that. You're welcome. How about uh, macaroni and cheese in a bag? So this was uh, somebody got fired at Panera for showing that's how they cook oh, their yeah, macaroni yeah. and cheese. You know, yeah. I'm going to go ahead and say Alvin for macaroni and cheese in a bag because I love Panera's macaroni and cheese. Okay. And I also kind of respect the game of... They can't necessarily make absolutely everything on site. So if they make it somewhere else and bring it in. And it's preserved and it's pre in exactly, bag form. Exactly. I mean, it's not As like. As I think we all want to be preserved someday. Sure. I want to be put in a bag. I'd like to be put in a tree pod, but that's another conversation. Oh, that's really cool. Yeah, that's a much better saying. idea than mine. You know? This is why I have people on, <laughs> to have better ideas than mine. <laughs> But yeah, no, I'm, I'm, I'm totally fine with it. It tastes delicious. I don't think it's been sitting in some moldy Ziploc bag. Give it to me. I'll eat it. <laughs> Very nice. Uh, how about cursive, the writing style, not the band? Definitely Alvin. I love cursive. I'm not very good at it. Yeah. I still try to use it. I, it's a dying art. I, I hope my kid learns it because it's very pretty. Do you, did you draw or were you uh, no, artistic at all? No, not with drawing. I used to, my mother has beautiful handwriting, mm -hmm. very, very pretty cursive. And I was always fascinated by that. And she would tell me, oh, you know, I used to, when I was a kid, because I had nothing else to do, I would do lines basically of, of cursive letters and swirls. And so I would try to copy her and do page after page of just swirls down the line, trying to get that elegant writing flow yeah never really caught on so now i kind of do this half cursive half standard text when i write and i try to think that i'm one of the few keeping cursive alive that's but great we'll see i mean you also write with the pen in your mouth so that's interesting <laughs> exactly. way of going yeah. about it that must be it's, a lot more difficult we're gonna have to put that on video because it's very yeah. entertaining <laughs> all right how about doorbell cameras Absolutely, Alvin. We just installed, so we just moved. Yeah. And I have been wanting to put our ring back up. And yesterday I had William do it. So I am 100% for it. My anxious mind lives for doorbell cameras. So I would imagine, so this is your second time around having one. Yes. Do you, when you first put it up and maybe now that it's back up, are you just watching it 24-7? Or does it only go off when somebody, like is there a motion sensor? How does that work? There's a motion sensor. So my problem is, Definitely when we first got the camera, I was obsessively, anytime that motion sensor went off, opening it to see what's going on. Half the time it's a car. Mm -hmm. Sometimes it's a lizard. You know, it's it's not anything. It's somebody walking by on the sidewalk. The The times that it's actually somebody at your front door or in your driveway are very few. Now I don't watch it quite as much. The problem is if that doorbell faces a street, no matter how you do those motion sensors or how light or heavy you have it, 
a passing car is usually going to trigger it. So the motion goes off a lot, and I've learned to kind of tune it out. Unless somebody rings the bell, I don't really open it to look anymore. Mm -hmm. It used to be that every time, every couple of minutes, I'm opening it to see why my motion sensor is going off. But I've I've calmed down to the point where I don't obsessively watch it anymore. So at one point, it's going to be an alien, right? Oh, man. my Oh, yeah. My yeah. biggest fear is one, I'm going to open it and there's going to be just this creepy figure standing there, you know? <laughs> it's it's very, uh, it's always in the back of my mind that there's going to be something creepy looking at me. Let me ask you about, let me take it over to Apple's for a second because there's a new one coming out uh, late this year, early okay. next year. They've been working on it for 10 years. Like basically when you have a new Apple come out, like mm -hmm. Honeycrisp is one of my favorites. Uh, it takes around 10 years for it to the... Uh, trees to fully grow, right. uh, ripen, and things of that nature. This one's called Cosmic Crisp. How do you mm. feel about that name, Alvin or the Chipmunks? I feel like it should have a Pop Rocks effect when you that eat it. That would be good, yeah. You know, it needs to be something kind of out of this world. Mm -hmm. I'm going to chipmunk it because I hate apples. Oh, okay. But I am digging the name, and I feel like it needs to have some sort of pizzazz for those who eat it. Yeah, so I think the reason they named it the cosmic part is because there's a bunch of yellow dots on it that oh, make okay. it look like stars. Yeah, yeah, I like it. I'll be I'll be interested to see it when it's finally hit. But the not eat shelves. it. No, no, no. I don't. I'll eat applesauce if you want to make some cosmic applesauce. Okay. I'll eat it. But I'm not. That just does sound <laughs> like something you would have after maybe imbibing some. Yeah, like your substances. late night late night snacks. Yeah. Yeah. No, I um I'm not an apple person. I'm not going to just dip an apple in some peanut butter and eat it. Okay, or, but, or, or eat an apple. No. At all. Absolutely not. You will not bob for apples. I'll bob, sure, because I don't have to eat it. Well, you I just have to it. bite into it, and right? then I can spit it out. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> I'll, I'll definitely, I'll partake. Though bobbing for apples grosses me out anyways. There's so much the stuff already in there. in the water. Ugh. It, does anybody do that anymore? Is uh, that still a thing? I have not seen it done since I was a kid. Okay, great. So maybe we've gotten more hygienically knowledgeable. Maybe we can come up with an alternative to that. Bobbing for iPads? I mean, I would I would do that. Yeah. Yes, that is something I would partake in. It would not be very useful after being in the water, though. <laughs> uh, so we'd have to think about something else there. All right, technology again. Okay. Crowd share. You have the bikes. Mm -hmm. What about the scooters, Croucher scooters? Gosh, I love them. Absolutely, Alvin. We were at a wedding in Atlanta uh, about three weeks ago. Yeah. And I had, this is my first time really ever being up close and personal to these scooters. And I'd always wanted to ride them. And we took every possible time to ride those scooters. It would be, we're at our hotel and we need to go one block down to the CVS. I'm hopping on a scooter. And then we had to do, we were doing a walk down the belt line through Atlanta. And I know you're not supposed to have scooters on the belt line, but everybody did. So I hopped on a scooter and went down the belt line. And they are so fun, so easy to get around, way easier than Ubering, especially if you just need to go, you know, a mile, half yeah. a mile. Just hop on a scooter and go. I would love to have them in Orlando. So safety-wise, like, you're the first person that has actually done them that I've had on the show. Really? So, yeah, so safety-wise, was there a lot of concern around it? I know technically you're supposed to wear a helmet. Yeah, you're that. supposed to wear a helmet. Obviously, I don't have a helmet in my suitcase. But yep. for Did you me, see anybody with a helmet no, riding those things? Yeah, not one. That's what I felt like. But it's also the same with, you know, most people riding a bike aren't going to have a helmet and things yep. like that. But for me, it's as long as you're not hammered, 
you know, if you're, if you're drunk or drinking, you shouldn't be riding those scooters anyways. I think there should be more. We were talking to an Uber driver in Atlanta who was talking about the struggles with people getting drunk and riding the scooters. They drive into traffic. They fall. They're getting hurt. It's becoming this big issue. There obviously needs to be some sort of regulations around maybe after 8 p.m. the scooters shut off and you can't mm. use them anymore. There needs to be something to kind of limit the access to them by people who are drinking. But as long as you're sober and you're following the rules and you're riding on the street in the bike lanes or, you know, being careful, it felt perfectly safe to me. Yeah. It maybe hit 15 miles an hour max, which on a scooter feels really fast. But as long as you're being safe and not being, you know, n nonsense, you'll be fine. So maybe like a breathalyzer. Yeah. You know, I, that'd be really expensive, but it'd be really awesome. Yeah. There, but yeah, I think there needs to be a way to limit the access to those late at night. They need to either have like a shutoff time when they can't be used or it needs to be illegal to use them after a certain time because that would really help stop a lot of the, the accidents and, and unfortunately deaths that have happened linked around people mainly using them while drunk. Yeah, so downtown Orlando on a Thursday, Friday, Saturday night. Keep those out of no, there. That would, would be a hot mess. Yeah. yeah. Any of those scooters. Definitely not. There. Well, good. Well, thank you for that. Yeah. Uh, a couple more questions, then we'll take a break. Okay. How do you feel about, uh, let's see here, tiny houses? Alvin. Yeah. Oh, they're so cool. Yeah. Would you live in one? Absolutely. I mean, I know you have a lot of stuff going yeah. on, obviously. But when When William and I were, you know, Double income, no kids, had a dog, 100% I would live in one. Now with a kid, I think it'd be a little bit more difficult. For me, so long as we're on a good piece of land so mm. we can spend a lot of time outside, Yeah, I would 100% still live in one now. Is it um, that idea of getting rid of stuff and minimalizing your life, like that appeals to you as well? Yeah, well, I'm, it's, it's very funny in, in my current you know, in my, in my household, I'm the minimalist of the family. Mm -hmm. So every six months, if I haven't worn it, or I haven't used it with the exception of it being holiday specific things or fine China. If I haven't used it in six months, I don't need it. And I'm very much go to Salvation Army, donate, sell it, get it out of here because sure. I don't like junk accumulating. So for me, I think it would be much easier to live that lifestyle and get rid of a ton of stuff than it would be say for my husband who likes to hold on to things because you never know when you're going to need them. Sure. That um, box of wires is going to come in handy. We have a box of random electrical stuff. Yeah, you of know? course, everybody <laughs> so does. It's like, I, I think that it definitely speaks to me because I, I kind of try to live that lifestyle as it is. But it would be really fun. I would like it a lot. My hardest thing would be my books. I have hundreds of books. Yeah. And I would have to downsize those, which would break my heart, but I could do it. I did have an idea, uh, it was sort of a bad business idea for people who can't minimize, especially with books, mm -hmm. is you build the tiny house out of the books. Yes. And so that way you can just walk up to a wall and open, you know, one of the books up and start reading. There you go. Yeah. That's, it would save so much time. Yeah. I also appreciate you mentioning uh, the fine china. I mean, you have about two metric tons of fine china <laughs> so in much your fine house. China. It's, it's pretty remarkable. Shelves and shelves. Yeah. So I, I'm not sure why you have that much, but, <laughs> you know, if they're uh, mementos and family things. Yeah, yeah I can see that. Know. All right. So I know you don't like Apple, but how do you feel about Cobbler, Alvin or the Chipmunks? Uh, I've never had Cobbler, so I'm going to say Chipmunks just okay. because I've never had it. Are you a big pie person at all? I love peanut butter pie, chocolate pie. Okay, but not the fruit pies. But yeah, I've never, I've, I've truly never had a cobbler. I've never had an apple pie. I've never had a 
pecan pie. There's so much. I've I've had three pies in my life. I've had peanut butter pie, pumpkin pie, and like a chocolate pie. And you brought none of these today with you. I did not. Wow. So you're you know, just going to keep mentioning them over and over again, making me hungry. <laughs> I'm just, I'm glad I was here on time. <laughs> alone with some pie. And I've had key lime pie. That counts, right? Yes, yeah. that is because it has pie in the name. In the name. So, so it must a be a pie. Yeah. yeah. There you go. That's that's it. I've, Those so. are the four pies. <laughs> so cobbler. Five pies. Pizza pie. I've had lots of pizza pie. Okay, great. Professional. Well, let's leave it at that for now. We had a couple of uh, let's uh, birthdays today. Uh, Alfred Nobel. Happy birthday. Uh, Nobel Prizes. Yeah, yeah, 1833. He's dead. Oh. So he's not listening. <laughs> he also might be in like Nona. I'm not sure. <laughs> did you know he also invented dynamite? I did not know that. Yeah. Huh. So uh, if we were eventually to give out the Chantal Prize, mm-hmm. what would that be for? So you've got the Nobel for peace, for literature, for the different sciences. Would we give out the Chantal Prize? Um, the Chantal Prize. Chantal Prize would be the Nobel for. No, the Chantal. Yep. For the sh- oh, the Chantal for belching. Okay. And the Chantal for pizza eating in one sitting. Great, I love everything about that. Also, uh, someone who is still with us, uh, born in 1942, Judith uh, Scheindlin, I think is how you pronounce it. Judge Judy. She was born wow. in Brooklyn, New York, and she's a big listener. So happy birthday, Judge Judy. Happy birthday, Thanks Judge Judy. Um, was, you keep going. No. It was beautiful. No, I told you we were not doing karaoke. <laughs> uh, I did want to pick some spooky songs today. We heard from Moby at the beginning. It's just called One of These Mornings. Mm-hmm. It's just got this spooky kind of vibe. Uh, this is actually from the soundtrack of Seven. Okay. I'm not sure if you've ever seen this. It's Brad Pitt, yeah, Morgan Freeman. Yeah, What's in the Box? Correct. Yes. Uh, so this is a uh, not a love song, so it went really well in the show. Uh, <laughs> Speaking of Happiness by Gloria Lynn on WPRK, Winter Park, Florida. You're listening to A Certain Degree. If you need a little pick-me-up, a little more pep in your step, go to your podcast provider and subscribe to your daily dose with Bob and Nick. The Bob in the show is Bob Kajas an improv host and teacher at Sat Comedy Lab, and a motivational speaker and organizational coach. The Nick in the show is the same Nick as this show, so you already know someone there. Your Daily Dose with Bob and Nick comes out every weekday, five times a week, and every episode is less than 10 minutes. Perfect for your ride to work, or from work, or near work. Now back to the show. Gloria Lynn on WPRK, Winter Park, Florida, speaking of happiness from the Seven soundtrack. And one of the reasons I played that is because, you know, we're coming up on Halloween. Mm -hmm. It's now the entire month. We start the Halloween process in August. Basically. I mean, if you're being, uh, if you're late to the game, it's more like June or May for a lot of the big time Halloween aficionados. A lot of people start planning their costumes that early too. Oh, they have to yeah. because of the level of complication yeah, yeah. around it. Yeah. So uh, if you have a costume or if you don't have a costume, we appreciate you listening. Does that cover everybody? <laughs> I would hope it does. Great. Good morning. My name is Nick. You're listening to a Certain Degree. I do this every week. Uh, my special guest this week, Chantal Watts. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you. Full Frontal Nerdity. Yes is the name of the podcast that you are a 
host of so there's three hosts three of us yes yep and i'm not going to argue who's the most important you all bring something (laughs) different we do to the table yeah uh which is nice but you were coming into it um with a sort of different perspective in terms of what you're nerdy about and when we say nerdy we're using it in terms of like passion yeah not not your not your classic sense of nerd oh i do nothing but video games and D &D and watch movies it's more so we've broadened it while we do talk about those things we've broadened it to whatever you're nerdy about whatever you're passionate about what gets you excited what you love doing Mm -hmm. so yeah we have levels ken is our super nerd Arthur is our middle ground nerd, and I'm really not a nerd at all when you think of the classic sense. Yeah. Um, so we all bring our own perspective and strength to the table. See, then I hear something like when you say on the show that you would rather be reading than mm-hmm. watching TV or doing anything else, and I'm like, nerd. Yeah. <laughs> yeah see, yeah. that to me doesn't register because for me, nerd is playing video games and watching TV and well I mean it was an insult for a long time too so Mm -hmm. probably for the most part for you to embrace that term for yourself yeah and say I am a nerd um it's not necessarily the most natural thing right you know like uh you know and you know it's interesting too to see still it being used as sort of a uh an insult yeah it's it's frustrating for it to be used as an insult because especially in terms of people, you know, who just like to read and learn and absorb things and be intellectuals and and whatnot. It's, it's frustrating that you would get any kind of negative connotation thrown at you for enjoying things Mm. essentially for, for having things that you love to do and that you love to partake in, whether that be the board games or reading books or watching TV. It's, it's really old school, nonsense that needs to go away yeah yeah well something i think that most people would not be ashamed of is listening to the show is full frontal nerdity because it's a great show um and one of the reasons it's so good you know i could talk about the fact that you guys try to bring a variety of guests in that Mm -hmm. have all sorts of backgrounds and passions of their own but it, it really is the the ability for the three hosts to engage me as a listener and that's not always easy. Yeah. Right? Because I think that if you're a lot of radio shows, a lot of podcasts are predicated on two, three, four, five people talking to each other. Yeah. And sometimes that really works. Sometimes you want to be part of the conversation, even though the part of the conversation you're in is just listening. Um, and you guys make it work really, really well. It's very easy to listen to. You have a good cadence. You play well off of each other. Um, so, uh, was it just coincidence that you just found each other like that? It really was. Um, you know, Ken, Ken started, started this show a little over a year ago now Yep. and he was by himself and then Arthur made his way on and the two of them really vibed well and seemed to enjoy talking with each other and he stuck around. And then at the beginning of this year in January, I came in as a guest, um, a couple of times and then I stuck around and we all just really enjoy talking to each other. We really enjoy each other's company. And, you know, we're, we're constantly talking throughout the day. We have a group chat and we're always bantering and just seeing how each other's doing and talking about things that are interesting us through the day. And so it's, it's really nice to be part of a show where you genuinely enjoy the people. 
And that makes it a lot easier for us, too, is we like being around each other and we like talking to each other and, and being involved. And, and that plays into our banter and our our chat on the show. And our listeners really kind of are with us. And they we, we really kind of knock down that fourth wall, per se, and let them join us and be part of it. And mm-hmm. that's one of the reasons, too, why we wanted to do that Meet the Host series is because... Our listeners are investing, you know, two hours a week, essentially, because our show's longer. It's a free-form conversation, and they're investing all of this time, and they're really getting to know us and, and spend time with us. And so we wanted to make sure that, hey, maybe you guys can actually get to know us and send us questions, and everything about those interviews were driven by the listeners for the listeners. So it's cool to kind of um, open ourselves up to them. That way they feel like they're getting something back for their investment, and they actually are getting to know us and enjoy spending their time with us during the week. So... When you guys finally turn on each other. <laughs> Hunger Games style. Yeah, and I, I kind of know who the weakest link is. Not me. No. <laughs> no. I'm not going to say because he's probably listening. But uh, who do you think I should go after in terms of getting them on this show? Because I'm always thinking about that. Like so, podcasts that are more successful than mine, mm-hmm. who would I try to steal? Of the hosts? Uh, yeah. To bring onto your show yep. as like a co-host? Yeah. Selfishly, I want to say myself. Okay, great. Let's just leave it at that. Okay. I'm gonna. <laughs> sorry, boys. It's me. Last I'm just kidding. Standing. I don't see that happening. No, it's anytime soon or even at all. So yeah. <laughs> Forever. Uh, but uh, so let me ask you. Let's take a step back. Mm-hmm. Was podcasting on your list of things to do? Was Never. it something that you thought, "Hey, I, I should get into this"? No. Um, so it's. It's really wild how it's kind of all come together. I say wild, it's, it's not. But, you know, I, I worked full-time uh, in, in the media, and I did radio in college. I was a television reporter in college. I got into news directly out of college as my career. And then when I left my job to be a stay-at-home mom, I was really missing that kind of, um, I guess you could call it an outlet, but I just really en- I enjoy being involved in this type of media mm-hmm. Thing. And producing so, something. yeah, producing yeah. something. Exactly. I'm, I'm a producer at heart. You know, it's what I do. I enjoy it. I'm very good at it. And so I was kind of missing that after having been out of work for so long. And so when Ken wanted to bring me on as a guest, I was jumping at the chance because I thought it would be really fun. And getting back behind the mic and back on the airwaves was really enjoyable for me. And I fell right back into it. And he noticed and was like, you're a natural on the mic. And we all vibed really well. And so to just kind of fall into this completely unexpectedly was really nice. And it's, it's kind of given me back this little element that I was so used to having mm-hmm. that I was missing. So it's, it's been really good. I'm, I'm thoroughly enjoying my time on the show. So. Well, that's good. Yeah. It's been, it's been an experience. I've met a lot of really cool people. We've been throwing together a lot of good events and it's, it's giving me something to focus on and engage in and be a part of. And it's been nice. So, you know, you mentioned outlet, and it is a creative outlet. Yeah, absolutely. I would imagine very creative for you. Um, there's always that concern that you know you're balancing it out, and does when does it become work? And so yeah. it sounds like you want to invest as much as possible in it to see what it becomes. Absolutely. Um, you know, because we we don't make any money off of this. We're we're completely volunteering our time and our energy to do it. In addition to our families and our jobs, um, but we just in the the past this calendar year the growth that we've seen has been exponential and you know we won the 
Orlando Weekly's second place for best podcast. Mm -hmm. And we've done quite a few really large scale events. Um, and so seeing it grow and seeing the potential for this show has been really exciting. And moving forward, we know that it can do some really great things if we execute it correctly. So we've really started looking ahead and focusing our, our efforts on how we can build, how we can give back more things to our listeners, how we can create a better environment overall. Um, and it's been really, really exciting. And we've got a ton of events lined up and a ton of things lined up in the next six months even that are going to be really fun. So I'm excited to see how big we can we can get it. Where can people follow, learn more, yeah, do yeah. all those things and make sure that they don't miss out on these things that you're talking about? So the show itself is on, you know, Stitcher, Google Play, Apple Podcasts, anywhere you listen to your podcasts, Full Frontal Nerdity Show, you'll see us. We have a blue logo. Um, you can follow our page on Facebook, Full Frontal Nerdity Show. You can like us on Instagram at Full Frontal Nerdity Show. And probably the thing that we're most proud of outside of the show itself is our Facebook group, mm -hmm. Full Frontal Nerdity Show group. It's a very great page with a lot of cool information. People share a lot of great things. We have a really good community there. Um, and I enjoy the, the, the content and the conversations that happen on that page. So even if you haven't listened to the show or maybe you plan to start listening to it and you haven't yet come join that group and you'll get a really good feel of what we're about and who we are. And you know, it can help push you towards listening to the show itself. Or if you're already a listener, it's a good extension yes, of the show. Exactly right. If you listen to the show already and have not yet found our group, definitely join it because it's a it's a really good addition to kind of the community we're creating. Yeah. I think it's interesting that, you know, there's the page and the group. Mm -hmm. um, it's hard to keep up with both if you're a content producer. Yeah. But having the three hosts, I think, helps Makes for it you. Easier. Yeah. yeah. And especially because I, I do... I run the Instagram myself and then I, Ken and I split the duties for the main public Facebook like page. And you'll always know who's posting what, because I'm the one posting the photos and like the more interactive things like that. And then Ken is always posting his food polls and his, you know, and which mm. it's amazing how many people vote on those polls. If you ever want to choose what Ken eats on the weekends, go to our page because he always posts a poll with some crazy recipes and we get sometimes you know, in the in the four digit range votes of people wanting to choose what he eats. It's they're wild. always really good. Are you ever yeah. gonna make him do some stuff like one really good, amazing pork loin looking thing? And, and then, then like then hot dogs and mac and cheese. Something or something made out of <laughs> bugs. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no. Um I think you get more voters that way. Absolutely, but we know what they'd all vote for. So yeah. we'd have to uh, make sure it's something he's actually willing to attempt. Okay, fine. Yeah. And we've got some cool stuff in the works for me, similar to that with, um, you know, I'm a sweet tooth candy addict. So we're going to start doing some really fun uh, things linked to sweets and candies. And Arthur has his whiskeys. And so we all have kind of our thing that we're gearing towards and going to start amping up moving forward. So we're voting for Arthur to have some whiskey and then go on a crowd chair scooter. Yes. Yeah, perfect. Exactly right. Perfect. Well, let's leave it at that for the moment. Thank okay. you very much. And uh, let's listen to another kind of spooky song. These aren't the, like the traditional spooky songs. So this is called Transistor Radio. It's from a band called Cloud Cult. Uh, and uh, okay, so everything about this is kind of spooky. It's called Transistor Radio, which can be, you know, you're yeah. tuning in to the ghost channel.
Cloud Cult, kind of a weird name. Yeah. And the album name is Advice from the Happy Hippopotamus. Interesting. Yep. But this song is about this kid who hears his dead grandfather's voice on the radio huh. and does stuff accordingly. That is creepy. Yeah. Wow. You'll hear that on WPRK, Winter Park, Florida. You're listening to a certain degree. There are two types of people in this world. Those who are thinking of starting a podcast and those who have already started a podcast. Either way, visit toacertaindegree.com for good, relevant advice on podcasting. Because it's not just about which microphone you pick or where you host your files. There's running social media so it doesn't run you, keeping track of upcoming episodes and topics, even the best ways to invite guests onto your show. All of that and more, toacertaindegree.com. Now back to the show. Cloud Cult on WPRK, Winter Park, Florida. That was Transistor Radio from the 2010 album. Oh my gosh, that's that old already. Advice from the Happy Hippopotamus. Good morning, my name is Nick. You're listening to A Certain Degree. Very special guest, Chantal Watts. Thank, Thank you, you so much for being here. Very. I'm having a great time. You're beaming. Yeah, it's very fun. That. I'm yes. enjoying This is a good way to start a Monday. It's the fatigue poisons talking, of course. But for the <laughs> most part, yes, I think we're having a very good morning. If you missed any of the show, please uh, go to a website called toacertaindegree.com. Sorry, because I would normally say go to, you know, you would say go yeah. to fullfrontalnerdyshow.com. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I can't say that with my show name. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, because of the two. To a certain yeah. degree. It might get confusing, mm-hmm. right? Yep. Because if you just go to a, a certain, certain degree. Degree. Dot com, I should register that. You should. If anybody's and listening. And no matter what, it'll still go. And you're you're thinking about registering it instead of me, don't do it. Don't. That'd be really rude. <laughs> that would be so <laughs> rude. <laughs> we know there's one thing about, you know, internet squatters. It's that mm-hmm. they hate being rude. Yep. Yeah. Don't do it. Don't. <laughs> Do it. Well, thank you so much for listening. If you do miss any of the show, uh, you can listen to it on wherever you get your podcasts as well. So let's take it back a step. Uh, College radio, Mm -hmm. loved it, Mm -hmm. got out, went into news, you know, basically thinking, be a journalist. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm talking about me. Oh. Yeah. So I was... Very similar lives here. Yeah. It was weird (laughs) because I was listening to a little bit of your background and I'm like, oh, yeah. So we are the same person. Basically. Essentially. One has a beard. One doesn't. Yes. Not going to say who. (laughs) Uh, But yeah, WUCF uh, was over there, loved doing radio, uh, tried out Central Florida News 13. Nothing wrong with them, but it just wasn't for me. I was a right. weekend assignments editor there. Yeah. And I was just like, yeah, this is not a fit. Ended up in marketing. But similar situation for you, University of Florida, mm-hmm. radio station there. Yep. You wanted to do broadcast. Yep. You came out of it uh, into television over at WFTV, mm-hmm. Channel 9. Yep. I just got to interview Tom Terry. As I a matter love of fact. Tom Terry. Yeah, he is the Such nicest guy. Such a good guy. human. Yep. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Ridiculous. He's real. He's a real person. He's a real, yes. real nice person. Mm-hmm. But anyway, so you get to work there with a lot of people who are still in the community. Yeah, absolutely. On one level or another. And you were there for six years. Six years. Yeah. Nice. And I got to work with some really great people. I mean, you know, Bob Opsall and Marty Salt, working with them was just surreal to me because, you know, my mom watched them when I was a kid because I'm from Central Florida. And mm-hmm. so they were on the airwaves when I was a kid. 
you know, and, and so to then be an adult and sharing a workspace with them and learning from them was really amazing. Um, so, you know, being there when, when Bob retired and being able to thank him and say bye to him and, you know, Marty just announced her retirement and it was just very, I feel very fortunate to have been there when I was and to have worked with the people that I did. Now you originally thought you wanted to be on air. Yeah. I wanted to be a reporter. And uh, then you took a look at what that takes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, no <laughs> way. So back at UF with WUFT, I, I did the radio for um, and TV. I did both of them for two years. And I loved the radio aspect of it. It was so fun. I really enjoyed it thoroughly. I didn't have anything negative to say about it. And then the TV aspect, I was, you know, a, a one man band reporter and, and going out with my camera and doing the work and really enjoying it. And then. I moved to Orlando straight out of college with the idea that I'd move into a top 20 market and immediately be a reporter on air. And that as we all do sometimes, yeah, yep. my stupid college ego, not knowing the reality of the world. And so when I got here, I was applying for basically anything. And I got an associate producer, basically script writing part-time job with channel nine and very quickly moved up the ranks to full-time to producing and getting my own shows and, um, very, very early on realized that I was not cut out for reporting. It is a very hard job. I give so many kudos to every reporter because it is hard. It is extremely demanding, very challenging. You're out there in the elements. You're out there, you know, in, in scary places, running down scary people and pouring rain. You know, it's just, mm. I was much happier in my air conditioned building doing my thing than I would be out in the field because it is not cut out for everyone. Now, take it a step back for people who don't know what it means to be a producer mm -hmm. on a show uh, because, you know, that sounds, if you think about a sitcom or a drama, right. like the producer is this big person in a tower that right. is maybe, you know, chiming in on some stuff here and there, but a producer or an associate producer on a newscast mm -hmm. or any kind of those shows is going to be sort of the hub yes. of everything. Is that yeah. accurate? Absolutely. So when I, my final position at Channel 9, I was the 4 p.m. show producer. So Monday through Friday, 4 p.m. to 5 p.m. I came in every morning at, you know, 8 o'clock, and I had a completely blank slate, a one-hour blank slate that I had to fill with the news of the day. And so as the producer, you work with your executive producer and the other producers of the shows in your same time period, and you find content, find stories, you decide your angles and what you want to focus on, and then you write. You write until your fingers fall off. You're writing teases and headlines and scripts themselves, but then you also will have your associate producers, which are basically your script writers. And they come in and they help you also write content and create graphics and, and build as well because no producer is going to get a show done without their team and without the associate producers saving their butt sometimes. Mm -hmm. So um, it was a lot of really hard work and a lot of very tight deadlines. And TV news is very unpredictable. You never know when a story is going to fall through. You know, it could be 3.30 and all of a sudden something happens and your lead story is now gone and you've got nothing and you have to scramble to rearrange and fit and fill in the spaces because no matter what, you have that hour to fill and you have to you're fill You're going it. on yeah, regardless you're, you're unless there's some sort of emergency. Right. It, you have to fill your show. And so that's where a lot of the stress comes in with that job. And then at the end of the day, all of that hard work you did gets deleted and you come in the next morning to a new blank slate. 
and it's basically that all day, every day. So it's interesting now producing a podcast or hosting a podcast, Mm -hmm. I should say, you are creating content that has a little more shelf life. Yes. Somebody can go back and listen to something, Mm -hmm. an interview with, say, super handsome 3D printer guy (laughs) uh, that you've done in the past and still get something out of it. Yeah. Um, As opposed to the news, which, like you said, is it from hour from minute to minute it doesn't really matter because the you know you were doing four to five Mm -hmm. and then the five o'clock show by 11 p.m that newscast is going to have potentially a different angle on all the same news that you did earlier it's absolutely going to have a different angle and and everything you know it news is only current in the current moment and once you even go a minute past it has to be the next thing you can't just keep putting out the same thing over and over and over again, A, viewers don't want to watch that. Mm. And B, it's it's not productive. You're not informing the people properly, you know? So you're constantly evolving and finding new angles to the story, new ways to promote the story, to push the story, new information that you need to get out. Um, and it's, it's an ever-changing beast. And at 11 p.m., the things that we produced and put on the air at 4 p.m. and 5 p.m. are out the window because now the story is its own thing at 11 with its own different topics and, and, you know, things. So it's, it's a very ever changing vicious cycle. As vicious as it is, people often talk about getting bit by the bug, being sort of addicted to the amount of adrenaline and the, not only the adrenaline of producing something that's live, but also doing the news specifically because it feels like you're, you're bringing an important element to people. I felt, I felt like I was, I, you know, I, not to be gloomy about it, but I felt like I mattered. Like I was actually contributing to the community. I felt like I was really helping people and contributing to what's going on in central Florida and helping inform people. And that's what really got me was just feeling like I had a purpose and no matter how stressful it was at the end of the day, you felt like you did something good Mm -hmm. and you helped people. And the other a- you know, aspect of it was I live for pressure and tight deadlines. I was that person who would wait until an hour before class to do my paper because I want that really tense. It's how I function the best. Yeah, so for you me, get a lot of stuff done. That environment, I work very quickly, very efficiently. I love having tight pressure-filled like deadlines because that's when I work my best. If I have all the time in the world, I get lazy and I sit around and spin around in my chair and don't do what I need to do. I wait until it gets to crunch time and then I knock it all out. If we took away that spinny chair, do you think that would help? That would be miserable. Okay. I'd have to get a yoga ball so I could bounce. So we'll just leave the chair with you then. <laughs> well, thank you for that. I appreciate you doing that dig, uh, yeah, deep dive into absolutely. that since uh, uh, for some people, they may not know exactly what yeah, that's yeah. all it's, about. It's, it's a good, rewarding, very challenging job. Chantal Watts, we are at the end of the first hour. Oh, man. Yeah, it goes by fast. Yeah. I'm a joy to talk to. Uh, let's play Cat Power. Okay. And this is, well, cats are already kind of spooky. Yeah. This is a song called Werewolf. So this is Werewolf sung by Cat Power. So double Worlds spooky. Worlds colliding. I'm doing the hand gesture here. I don't know if anybody <laughs> can understand that I'm doing that. No. When I do hand gestures, do you mind just describing them? Absolutely. Okay, great. He is flailing about. Okay. Thank you for that. We'll play that right now on WPRK, Winter Park, Florida. You're listening to a certain degree. 
Today is the day you go into your podcast provider of choice and subscribe to this podcast and maybe even leave a rating or review. I know, this type of ask is the podcast equivalent of an NPR silent drive, but if you do this, Nick will thank you personally. He will bestow gifts on you. He will. Leave an honest rating or review and he will send you a typewritten letter with a bonus of some kind. Now back to the show. The National on WPRK, Winter Park, Florida. You're listening to a certain degree. That was Afraid of Everyone from their album High Violet. Before the break, we heard from Cat Power with Werewolf from the album You Are Free. Good morning. My name is Nick. We're playing some Halloween-related songs today because it's coming up on that time of year. Some tricking, some treating. Lots of treating. Lots of those things. Chantal Watts is here as my treat. Yeah, that sounds weird. That was very nice. Somewhere though. between my trick and or my tweet treat. <laughs> now, okay, now we're getting weirder. Oh. So, uh, Chantal, I don't know if you ever listened to the show. You know, it's time for bad business ideas. Bad business ideas. Bad business ideas. It's time to pick just one. It's gonna be totally legal. We hope it won't hurt anyone. So come. Yes, it's bad business ideas. The part of the show where we suspend our disbelief. Also logic and good taste. All things. Any sense of responsibility to public safety as well. Okay. Yeah. I like it. All of that is suspended. Good. Uh, So before we get started, just as a reminder of what bad business ideas are, I come up with these ideas, these schemes in my head all the time. I blame my father who was always coming up with million-dollar ideas that he didn't want to do himself, Mm -hmm. that he would give to his children, to passers-by, and hopefully they would give him money back because they would run with this idea. So now I do it. Okay. I find that it helps me uh, get them out of my head so that I don't have to think about them anymore. And then you have to. By being on the show, you have to, you know, pick one. So kind. Yeah. And as a a former producer for WFTV, Mm -hmm. as a parent, Mm -hmm. as a host of a podcast, you're obviously good at business. (laughs) So you're the perfect person to be on this show and this do this segment specifically. All right. Great. I'm ready. Um, Now, many people... Mm-hmm. I'm sure if you were to go ask people, you know, what do they think about business idea? Where do they come from? They would say, what are bad business ideas? And then you would say, well, it's this segment on the show uh, to a certain degree. And they would say, oh, I've never heard of that. And then you'd say, oh, Nick hosts it. And they would say, I, I don't know who that guy is. But if you got past all that, they would probably say like bad business ideas, it says business. So they come up, you know, they come from conference rooms, the boardroom, offices of some kind. Now, I have never been in a boardroom. I'm not allowed in most conference rooms around the Orlando area because of professional restraining orders. Uh, I just want people to know terrible get-rich-quick schemes can come from anywhere. And that's where they came from today. These are all Halloween-inspired. Oh, yes. So all you think about is Halloween. Boom. Bad business ideas. Chantal, may I call you Chantal? Absolutely. Great. Tiny, tiny bad business ideas. I actually have, usually I only do two. This is a bunch. What Lay I'm calling these me. short, uh, small bad business ideas, we've got you by the short scares oh. because it's Halloween. Yeah. Yeah. Did okay. you not like that? We're off to a good start. Great. 
Uh, it's beginning to look a lot like sending presents to people, some of whom are tough to shop for. You ever have that problem yeah. around the holidays? Until now, with Give Them Heck, we send normal presents with an extra presence or two. That's right. Ghosts, supernatural powers are infused into the gift. They won't be expecting it. They'll be surprised, possibly delighted. Yeah. Or horrified, but it doesn't really matter because it's something different in yeah, their yeah. lives, right? And bonus, if someone steals the package from their front door, now they're haunted. That's right. See, I can get behind that. Okay. So yes. maybe we just have that as a way to get back at the people who yes. steal stuff. Porch pirate poltergeists. I like the alliteration. Yes. That's good. That's always a sign of a good bad business idea. So that's give them heck or porch pirate poltergeists. <laughs> I like it. Tiny homes. Mm-hmm. Talked about them earlier. Uh, they're too small for many people. Until now. Just like the mighty and majestic iceberg, there can be a lot going on beneath the surface. That's right, to the general public. So you want to be, you want to appear like you have your life together, you're organized, so you're going to have a tiny house, but then you're also going to have an underground bunker underneath it. Yeah. So you'll have a huge house underground that no one will know about. That's brilliant. Yeah, we call it dig your own cave. Bonus, it can also work as your burial place. Oh, two birds, one stone. Exactly. I like it. Candy corn. Ugh. Disgusting aftertaste garbage treat. Yes. Or horrible sweets made to punish children. See, life is all about perspective. I like it. Yeah. Uh, Until now, it could be either one, of course. Yeah. Corn roll takes the billions of leftover candy corns, balls them up, then flattens them out, into a ground cover for your lawn. So it's great. You're saving water. We're recycling. Uh, It stops insects because it's completely inedible and probably poisonous to them. And it looks terrible. But so does AstroTurf. Oh, man. So that's corn roll. That's making the best of a bad confection. Um, Sales witch. I just wrote this down. Sales witch, which I guess is... Sales people who are witches, okay, who I would imagine could get more sales. Do they trick you into more sales? Yeah, yeah, they yeah, use some yeah. sort of potion or spell yeah. on you, okay, to get to uh, more sales. I like it. Okay, great. Uh, this one was a lot of fun. Sleazy as pie. You know what we don't see out there very much? Hmm. Erotic pumpkin pies. <laughs> Have you ever seen one? No. Right? No. That means there's a market for it. I'm intrigued. Right. So that's sleazy as pie. I would buy one. Pumpkin pies. Yes. In the adult vein. Somebody make this business, please. That's what we're here for. Yeah, this this needs to happen. Yep. And then last but not least, bat and eyelash. That would be bats trained to put on your makeup. Uh, Now, they use echolocation, so it would be very accurate and even on both sides. But you'll always have that underlying risk of contracting rabies. Well, we would probably look for rabies-free bats. Okay. Well, that I don't takes know. away like, some of the danger. Like in the job application. Yeah. We would ask, ask that. I think have we're allowed you been to, tested recently? We're allowed to, are we allowed to ask that? I feel like we can. If it's bats. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So that is all my Halloween-related bad business ideas. Which did you like? Which do you think could use more work? Well, I like the erotic pies. Yep, sleazy as pie. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, I also like the sales witches. 
because I think that would be effective. I think businesses would fight for that. I think we don't, you don't have to pay for miles on yeah. their cars as they're going on sales yeah. calls, right? On because brooms. they're going to be on brooms. Yep. You just get them a new broom. Those are cheap. A couple bucks. I'm pretty sure those are relatively cheap. Yeah. I've never purchased a broom in my life. So, I've always, whenever I go to a house, there's always a broom there yeah. for some reason. Low cost to maintain your sales witches. Yeah. And then I think needing work, i.e. I would never, ever want to invest in this business. Okay. Is the candy corn turf. Now, are you just so against candy corn? I just think it would be extremely unappealing. Yeah. Unless you can embed some grass seeds into that candy corn that will no, actually the, grow. The whole point is to get rid of your grass altogether. No, and then but then it's like orange and white and I'm rough. pretty sure when we mash it all together it'll just turn brown. Yeah. Yeah. So, so it's, it's just pretty like a big brown. Dirt lot. Yeah. Okay. Maybe it'll keep like the pesky neighborhood kids off their lawn. Get oh, they will one hundred percent stay away. Maybe it'll keep dogs. So from maybe it's not for lawn. lawns. Maybe it's for like the empty lots. You're not sure what you're going to do with, but you know you don't want to necessarily have to mow it all the time mm -hmm. and maintain it. You want to keep the teenage kids from going over there and yeah. smoking and drinking, or anybody from playing slosh ball. So so you could put that down. I love slosh ball for one, but rather so rather than it being. Uh, like an architectural feature, it's a deterrent. It is 100, just like candy corn yeah, is. Yeah, I can get behind it. You've it's sold a deterrent me. from everything else. You've just flipped it, it. sounded like you were good on tiny homes. Oh, yeah. And then you just, you know, if you die underneath and nobody knows nobody there's knows, an underneath. Then you're buried there. You're it done. It works out well. Yeah, you're good to go. I, I think that's brilliant. And also, who doesn't want like a secret passageway to other rooms? Oh, my God. Especially if you had like a fireman's pole to get down there. Yes. Right? Yes. And or people would ask. floorboard that pulls up and there's all of a there's sudden a staircase. There's a spiral staircase yes. with some torches yes. around it. Exactly right. Yeah. I think. I'm behind um, that. So it sounds like you're good with all of these, the haunted packages. Yep. Absolutely uh, that. The tiny house with a thing underneath. Yep. Candy corn. You, yep, you've changed my mind on that one. Okay, yeah, that's what I'm here for. Yeah. Um, what about the bats applying your <sighs> you know, makeup? I, I love bats. Uh, we just and you're not a big fan of putting on makeup. Oh no, I don't wear makeup. So <laughs> really if don't. you had somebody to do it for you, or better yet, a bat. Yeah, if I had a guaranteed rabies-free bat mm -hmm. that had been through the proper how, channels how of training, guaranteed. Uh, like 99%. Okay, yeah. that, we you know, it had to be like very slim. Yeah. And if that bat had had proper makeup training oh boy i could get behind it you're asking a lot sure. of these bats yeah, okay. you know but so a background check oh no <laughs> uh and oh. also the appropriate cosmetology yes. training. yes yeah then i could i could consider it yeah okay if you were going to pick one or two of these ideas and you were going to be like nick here's all my money yep all I need is your routing number. Don't say it on the air. I made this mistake in the past. <laughs> Bank account mm -hmm. number, routing number, that sort of thing. Which would it be one or two or? There'd be two that I would 100% okay. throw myself behind. Tiny house, mm -hmm. caves. Though, obviously, you can't do that in Florida. And it'd be more difficult. It'd be, yeah, with, with all Tiny that Tiny house, water. lake. Yeah. And then the, uh, the packages. The okay. haunted packages. Um, yeah. Any ideas on how to curse and or infuse them with souls? Uh, you know. Do we have to like? Do we have to maybe kill like somebody use a it? Ouija board. 
Oh, okay. Bust out one of those bad boys. Put yeah. the put the potato or not the potato, but the package in the middle of the Ouija board. Do we have to also do a background check on the ghost to make sure they're rabies free? No, no. You, sure? you want them to be as savage as possible. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. No, all bets are off. Yeah. So bats, yes. yes. Background check. Yeah. Ghosts and spirits. Well, the ghosts and so spirits, much. while scary and creepy and highly annoying, can't kill me. The bat, however, with its rabies will kill me. Ah, that's a good point. So, you know, I got to keep my best interests here in mind. We do have a lot of undead listeners. I um, Thank goodness a lot of bat listeners. No, no, no. Mm-hmm. I think they're looking for work. Okay. Oh, so, so this would be good. Yeah. You know, it's gearing up. It's getting to be that time of season. If they're maybe stuck in a house already, so this is a way to exercise the ghosts yeah. from your house See, and get them to somebody else's and house. And they're currently in their busy season. And then when Halloween's over, they're going to be looking for work. You're welcome. This is the right time. Yep. Nighttime and this show is the right time. I agree. For looking for ghosts because that's what we're doing. Okay. Well, I like it. Um, I'm going to expect uh, maybe help with some, the business plan. Yeah, we'll You're get some a producer. Investors. You're the investor. Okay. Okay, great. And uh, yeah, we'll go from there. Well, thank you very much. Thank you. For that. And we'll go back to music right now. Uh, maybe some more scary songs. Uh, Things That Scare Me is the name of the song. This is from Nico Case. That's appropriate. Yeah, especially after that segment. On WPRK Winter Park, Florida, you're listening to A Certain Degree. Hello, friend. This is your brand talking. I know what you're thinking. My brand doesn't talk. Like you can control what your brand does. But you can help me put my best foot forward, which is putting your best foot forward. Let's get a design update from the fine folks at Snazzy Creative. A refresh of our visuals, something consistent and thoughtful, will go a long way with everyone who encounters us. Get to thatsnazzy.com to learn more about the designers that can get that done. Oh, and think about a car wrap of me after the update. I want all the other brands to see me and be super jealous. Now back to the show. Nico Case on WPRK, Winter Park, Florida. Things that scare me is the name of the song. I'm not just saying that out loud. And the album is Blacklisted from 2002. That was a long time ago. Long time ago. I was yeah. 12. I was n- more than that. Older than 12. Yes. <laughs> I was uh, significantly more than that. Good morning. My name is Nick. You're listening to a Certain Degree. The dulcet tones you just heard were of Chantal Watts. Yes. Thank Hello. you so much for being here. Thank you. Of Full Frontal Nerdity Show, great podcast that you should subscribe to if you don't already. You should. And also of Aqua Belly Fitness Orlando. Yeah, Aqua Belly Fitness Orlando. It's um, water-based fitness for pregnant women mm-hmm. and new moms. Um, it was something that when I was pregnant with my son, I would have loved to have had access to just because, you know, you're carrying around all the extra weight and being in the gym is really difficult um, on your joints and stuff as it is because of that added weight. So the ability to get into the pool and do the workout in the pool um, taking a lot of the pressure off of your, your your muscles and your joints, but still working them and getting getting a workout in was something that I really would have loved to have had. So once I had my kid, I found a company that offers it mm-hmm. and brought it here. That's great. So yeah. it's a licensing kind of thing? Yeah, it's like a, I guess you'd call it similar to like a franchisee licensing mm-hmm. thing. So the company itself is based out of South Florida. Um, and so I did all my training and, and stuff down there and then came up here and launched it here. 
You can go to people's houses yeah. or get together at a, uh, a YMCA or yeah. a public pool. My main, right now, my main um, clientele is private. So I mm. come to their home or their community pools if they live in an HOA. Um, when the demand for public classes is high enough, I can operate out of the Children's Safety Village. I don't know if you've ever been there. No, um, City of Orlando Complex at um, Colonial and Mercy. Really great little village that's geared towards teaching kids safely how to cross a street, how to cross railroad tracks. You know, it's it's all about um, common sense safety rules. And they've got a great warm indoor heated pool there um, that I have access to as well for public classes. So, yeah, it's, nice. it's 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 um I'm one of the only, at least at this point, from what I've been able to find, I'm one of the only people offering this style of fitness for pregnant women um, in Central Florida. And so I think it's a, it's a valuable asset to have for people who are looking for that outlet. Sure. Uh, and where can people find out more about that? Um, so you can go to aquabellyfitness.com, which is our national website. And no matter where you are, you can find instructors near you. There is Aquabelly Fitness Orlando, both on Facebook and on Instagram. I'm not as busy posting on those pages as I am on, say, my podcast show groups, or I'm also, um, I run a running, a hashing group page on mm -hmm. Facebook as well. So I'm pretty busy with posting stuff. So the content there doesn't happen as often, but to get contact information for me, to see pictures, to see reviews, you can find me there. There's some reviews on Yelp, stuff like that. So... I'm out there, just Aquabelly Fitness Orlando. You'll find Very me. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks. thanks. Um, you have, if anybody's missed any part of the show and they want to learn more about you and what you're doing mm -hmm. and the wonderful things you're doing in the Orlando area, um, including Full Frontal Nerdy, uh, the stuff that you've done at WFTV in the past, and of course Aquabelly Fitness, uh, they can listen to this entire episode. But it's funny because it sounds like you're so busy that how do you have time to do one of the things you truly love? which is reading. Yeah. And so, uh, you know, there are certain series that you're a big fan of. Yes. Uh, so I would encourage people to go listen to the Meet the Host episode that the Full Frontal Nerdity did for you. Listen to all of them. Yeah. But yours first. But definitely mine. Yeah, you for know, sure. If you had to pick one. So I'm not going to give it away what your favorite series were because uh, people can go listen to that. But one of them, as we all know, is Harry Potter. Of course. So that's an easy one to yes. give away. Uh, so the person that I have helping me out with trivia is Simon known time. to you, Simon Time. Yeah. And so uh, he took that and ran with it for today's of course he did. pop quiz. If you want to learn more about Simon Time, he has a podcast on the PFT uh, Media Network. I think you were just mm -hmm. on I was it? just on it on Saturday. Okay. Yeah. And so you can hear Chantal on that as the, well. Today's episode that came out, I'm on that one. Very nice. And then you can also uh, find him around town doing live trivia. Seven nights a week, man. He is He's a very monster. busy. Yes. Yeah. So let's turn it over to him right now and get the trivia of the day for you, Chantal. Oh, okay. and by the way, yeah. I don't know if you realize this. Hmm. There are stakes associated with this. What so, are they? Yeah. So get all five right. Okay. We become best friends. Perfect. For the week. Yes. Just one week. That's, that's plenty of time. Uh, one correct or fewer which would be zero, bitter enemies. Be so embarrassed. Yeah. So in either situation, I would need to know your schedule. Okay. Allergies. Perfect. Likes and dislikes, basically. Yeah. So it's just if I'm your best friend, I'm getting you the stuff that you like and avoiding the allergens. If we're bitter enemies, 
I'm getting you apparently a lot of apples. <laughs> not not allergic Gross. to, but you don't like them. Uh, uh, but I still need your schedule as well. It's like chewing on paper, eating an apple. Okay. Just, just I don't know. Is there anybody out there who relates to me with this? Because man, were they dried apples? No, no I just you just, an it's just chewing. It's like ugh, ugh, can't. It's gross. You may have gotten a bad apple ugh, or two. Ugh. Okay. Great. Well, let's go over to and start out with Simon Time. Are you ready? I'm ready. Hey, hey, Nick, this is Simon Time, and I've got a very special quiz for a very special guest that you have in the studio with you, the very lovely, the very alluring Miss Chantal. Hello, Chantal. Hello. How are you? I'm good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Let's begin. <laughs> Here are some five Harry Potter questions. Sorry for making it awkward there. Question number one. How did Harry Potter's parents die according to the Dursleys? Oh, in a car crash. In a car crash. Yeah. The answer. Uncle Vernon claimed that they had died in an auto accident. I think that's a fancy way to say it. Yeah. Yeah. He's always going to go for the fancy way to say it. Of course. So you got one. One more and you're out of bitter enemy territory. Yeah. I wouldn't say danger zone. It is very dangerous. If you're going to assault me with apples, that's a danger zone. Okay, great. (laughs) Here is question number two. What object do Harry and Hermione use to travel back in time in the Prisoner of Azkaban? It's a time turner. It's Tina Turner. Is that what you said? (laughs) Yes. Okay. (laughs) The answer is a time turner. What would you, would you ever use a time machine and what would you go back and do? Like, not like, like the big stuff. Like I would go back and kill this particular terrible person. Just like small selfish things. Um, well, okay. I would probably, I hope my mother's not listening to this, but when Um, I was, if you are, please just (laughs) shut your ears for a second. She's going to be smug because when I was 16, I begged her to let me get a tattoo and I got it and it's, you know, comedy tragedy mass. I've always been a real big theater buff thespian and like all 17 year old girls, I wanted to get it on like my hip lower stomach area. Yep. And my mother was like, when you get pregnant, you're going to regret that. It's going to be stretched out. Yada, yada. And I was like, mom, hush. And I got pregnant and now that tattoo's all blown out and looks like crap and I need to get it touched up or redone or something. So I would go back in time and I would listen to my mother and I would not do that. Okay. That's really good. To moms everywhere. Yeah, you were right, mom. I hate admitting that. Nice. All right, 2-0. You're well on your way to being best friends with me for the week. I like it. Here we go. Here is question number three with a numerical answer. Please don't be How many total Weasley children are there? How many kids do Arthur and Molly Weasley have? Well, there's Bill... Charlie, Percy, Fred, and George, Ginny, and Ron. So there's seven. Seven. Yep. Okay. The correct answer is seven. Fred, George, Ron, Charlie, Ginny, Bill, and Percy. Percy. Yeah. Nice. Nailed it. All right. (laughs) That's a lot of kids. That's way, way too many kids. Yeah, by... By six. Six or seven. (laughs) Yeah. All of them. All right, yeah. Here's question number four. Chantal, tell me, what shape does Neville Longbottom's Boggart take? The Boggart manifests oh. as your most 
dreaded fear. And Neville Longbottoms takes the shape of... Professor Snape. Professor Snape. What would... Oh, let's see if you're right first. Professor Snape. Yeah. Yeah, nice. Uh, what would yours take the... Like if you were to have your yeah. personified or it would come to life, what would your biggest fear? Uh, it would be... Again, as your best friend, I need to know this. Yeah, I know. It would be the Grim Reaper. Oh, okay. Because I'm terrified of dying. Or it would be just a black mass because I'm afraid of the dark. So those are the two. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'm feeling like the tiny house cave thing might not be the right <laughs> idea for you. <laughs> that might be second on the list of what we invested. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that seems horrifying. Uh, okay. Four. Right. Yes. One last question. I'm ready. Can you do it? Can we be best friends? I really hope. Okay. No pressure. I am smothering when it comes to being best friends. Oh, I can't wait. Just in case you want to throw this. It's going to be the best week ever. Okay. And here is the final question of round number one. The only round. But here's the question. What is the flavor of Birdie Bot's every flavor bean that Dumbledore samples when visiting Harry in the hospital wing? Earwax. The answer, it's disgusting, it's gross, it is earwax. And those have been your questions and answers for a very special Harry Potter-themed game. Hope you enjoyed, guys, and have a great day. Thank you, Simon Time. If you want to find out more about him, facebook.com slash Simon Time Trivia. Go and check that out, please. We're going to discuss uh, being best friends. I'm very proud of myself. So I kind of had a feeling this was going to happen. So I uh, I went ahead and picked this song. This is Ema Sumac with Gopher because I could be your gopher this week, I guess, as your best friend. <laughs> That's what best friends do. I've yeah. never had one. Uh, so I will go do gopher. whatever you want. Perfect. Yeah. And uh, follow you around. Okay. With coffee? Uh, cookies or cupcakes would be preferred. Cookies or cupcakes. Yeah, sweets. Got it. Okay. Yeah. No Apple-related ones, Just though. keep a constant cycle of chocolate and sweets, and I, you're doing your job. Do I also have to fight any of your enemies? Um, I don't know. I don't really have any enemies, so... That's great. Yeah. I Good. Don't, yeah, at least I don't... I hope I don't. Well, we'll find out, I guess. Yeah. Oh, boy. Come at me, bro. I got my, my, my person here to handle my, my yeah. lightweight. I guess, yeah, best friends are bodyguards. Yeah. Well. Again, never had one. Listen, I'd throw down for my best friends. Rarely have had friends. I'm here for you. Okay, great. Uh, so Ema Sumac with Gopher on WPRK, Winter Park, Florida. You're listening to A Certain Degree. Radio host, copywriter, podcaster, public speaker, small business consultant, teacher, you know Nick is having mad interview skills. Did you know he does many, many other things? If you want to learn more about him and what he's up to, and maybe hire him for a project, visit to a certain degree.com. Now back to the show. Ema Sumac on WPRK, Winter Bark, Florida. Winter Bark? <laughs> woof, woof. Yeah, apparently. <laughs> I'm just thinking about the holiday bark chocolate with the peppermint. <sighs> Yeah. You know what I've, As best friends, yes. are, are we on the same page there? Well, I've been now, I've discovered recently Bark Thins, mm-hmm. and it, they're always in the checkout aisle of Publix. And so I, every Sunday, Impulse buy myself buy. Yeah, Bark Thins. 
I can't get enough. Just thin cookies? It's just dark chocolate with some pretzels and sea salt. Oh, okay. And I shovel it into my mouth. Good to know. Yeah. Good to know. As my best friend now, you are going to get some of that. Yes. Good morning. My name is Nick. You're listening to A Certain Degree. Every week, I have a very special guest. This week is Chantal Watts for many, many things, including the Full Frontal Nerdity Show. Hello. And you can get that wherever you get your podcast. I encourage you to do so. Yes. Any uh, interesting, like what was, as a new podcaster, relatively speaking, Mm -hmm. within the last year or so, any shows kind of stick out to you as, man, you know, this is really interesting. I can't believe what I learned. I can't believe what uh, we got to talk about, those sorts of things. I've, I've got some guests that stick in my head that I just really enjoyed talking to them and learning about them and their, their things. Um, obviously and completely honestly here, I'm not just doing it to, to kiss up, but your show, mm-hmm. um, I had never really indulged or delved into the world of 3d printing before. And also all of your work with antique typewriters. And it was very fascinating to learn about those things. Um, we've had Aurora fable, who is like the grand madam of a local burlesque troupe. Mm -hmm. And she was fascinating to talk to. Um, Simon Time Trivia was actually really fun because he used to be like a professional wrestler. That was a great show. And so listening to his stories from his time as a wrestler and and the the antics that he got into was really fun. Um, And then hearing about how he does his trivia now and, and the sheer volume of shows he does and that he can keep coming up with content is beyond me. Um, but then we had, you know, uh, this guy named Brandon who builds dollhouses, like large scale, really intricate dollhouses. And, you know, seeing his Instagram and the photos of the work he does and the time it takes to get little miniature, you know, china sets for the dining room of this dollhouse. It was really cool to listen and hear about that because I had never met somebody who did that before. Mm-hmm. So it's stuff like that. Um, any Anybody who came in that, does something different that maybe I'm not familiar with or I had never heard of before. It's really fun to hear about and to learn about. Um, And then obviously, you know, anytime we bring my husband on the show, I'm biased and it's always really fun. (laughs) But yeah, those are, those are some of the, the, the big ones is the Simon time and you and the Aurora fable. And um, we had Kaluos. I'm not sure if you're familiar with Kaluos. No, she is a, um, cosplayer, makeup artist, general artist all around. Um, she does some outstanding makeup work and cosplay work. And we had her come in and she was very fun to talk to. We all thoroughly enjoyed her. Ken has jokingly told me that she would be my replacement if I were to ever leave, you know, stuff like that. So it's been really nice to just meet these people and, and hear their stories and see the things that they do. Um, but yeah, you'd ha- if you haven't listened to her episode, she was, she was fascinating as well. If you had some advice for people who were going into podcasting or thinking about it, what would you tell them? Um, keep it simple. Don't try to do some elaborate setup, crazy show that's just overwhelming. And you need to do it about something that you are interested in. Because if you're not interested in enjoying yourself and, and liking what you're talking about and who you're talking to, nobody else is going to like it either. So you need to find something that you enjoy and you thoroughly are interested in. And that will set the stage for your listeners also enjoying it and being interested in it as well. 
So don't just do something because you think it's going to get yeah, listeners or ratings. Exactly. Or, if you're like, yeah. oh man, there's no shows about XYZ, I should make one. If it's not something that you care about or that you're interested in or that you've ever thought about before that, it's probably not going to be that successful. Hat making. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I'm not going to go try to make a show about hat making because I don't make hats, nor have I ever, nor will I ever. I am curious about it though. Sure. Can we do a special episode? If you can help us find somebody who makes hats, yeah. we will do a hat well, making Well, we're best episode. friends now, so of course I can. Then get it done and we will make that episode. It'll happen. One of the things I wanted to ask you about is, I mean, doing radio, doing broadcast probably helped you find your voice mm-hmm. already. Um, is this continuing to help you with that, doing the podcast? Absolutely. Um, if anything, it just helps me maintain my public speaking skills and my communication skills. Um, I've always been very open to speaking and standing up and talking to a room and interviews. I did theater my whole life, musical theater all through high school. So that's never been a problem for me, but it is something that you need to continue doing and practice doing public speaking or else it's you know a lost you, you don't use it you lose it type of thing yeah so it's been you may still be able to ride a bicycle after a few years but, but it's gonna be you're gonna be a yeah. little squirrely you know so it's it's been nice and it's also just been fun especially my being a stay-at-home parent having these conversations because during the day I talk to a two-year-old who can't talk yet so I don't get a lot of conversations and stimulating topics and Mm. adult conversations. So it's really nice to be on the show and to have that break where I can converse and talk and discuss things with other adults. Going back a step, I'm always curious about what people's experiences are coming out of high school. Mm -hmm. What was your plan? What was your thought process and what actually happened? So high school was a struggle for me. Uh, I was really severely bullied uh, people were not nice to me at all. I almost dropped out my junior year. There was one saving grace teacher who did an intervention on me in the teacher lounge when I was going to turn in my papers, and he basically kept me in school. And when I was getting ready to graduate, my initial goal was to be a cop. I was going to go into the police academy and be a police officer. My mm. dream was to work for the FBI. You know, like I wanted to to make that a career, and much to my mother's dismay because she did not want me to go into that line because it's dangerous. When I got into my state college back in Vero in Inver State College and I realized the sheer volume of people going into the police academy. <laughs> I was like, well, I don't everybody else is doing this. I don't want to do what every single other person is doing. I mean, I had easily 35, 40 people that I was in classes with that were trying to do the same thing. So I was like, okay, well, maybe I'll do something else. And I was looking at going to be a veterinarian until you realize just how much schooling that takes. And I was really struggling for a long time before I landed on journalism. Um, obviously I would have loved to have pursued theater, but the, the not logical, but the realistic side of me was like, what is a degree in theater going to get me? Mm. You know, if I want to make it in theater, I don't need a degree. You just need the right timing and luck and talent. You know what I mean? So for me, it was kind of well, like, yeah, you need to be going to the audition. Right. You, you need, need to, to be show out up. there. Yeah. On boots on the ground doing it and taking, you know, classes, not necessarily forking over 50 grand on a degree. So I wanted to have something that I knew could make me money in a stable career and, and environment and benefits and the whole nine. So I landed on journalism and uh, got my state college degree and then transferred up to University of Florida and went from there. It's been a wild ride ever since. It all happened really well. 
So it sounds like if you were thinking about going into the police academy, that it wasn't education, yes, but not necessarily it had to be college. Right, yeah. The trade school was definitely appealing to me with various things. You know, I had considered nursing. I had considered multiple things that were not necessarily for six, eight years. Um, and looking back now, I, I absolutely love my career and what I chose to do. I think it was the right fit for me. But I still am like, man, I could have gone to a trade school, done two years, half the cost and come out to a really good, well-paying job. So it's definitely something that is important and that I had highly considered as a as a kid who originally didn't even think she was going to go to college because, you know, single mother household couldn't really afford it. That same teacher who kept me from dropping out also basically forced me to apply for a poetry contest mm -hmm. and I won a full ride scholarship for my first two years and that's what allowed me to go to college because I wasn't going to be able to afford it. So uh, that was at a state college. That was at Indian River State College, yeah. yeah. So I, I got that poetry scholarship, and then when I enrolled, I was also offered a theater scholarship. So that really helped me start my college career. Wouldn't Otherwise, I didn't think I would ever go. Is there anything you would have done differently, or is there any advice you would give somebody in thinking about uh, them going to college as well? Yeah, take take the the process of scholarships more seriously. My mom was constantly, I mean, daily emailing me scholarship contests and submissions. And I didn't want to write the essays. I didn't want to put forth the effort. And, you know, it's like so much work and you never know if you're actually going to get it. And so I blew it all off and still paying off student loans today. I would have loved to have taken that a little bit more seriously. And another gosh darn mom is right moment. But I, I wish Should we go for three or is two enough for <laughs> two your mom? Is plenty. She's going to have <laughs> bragging rights for life. But no, it's just one of those things where I, I wish I would have taken the scholarship process more seriously mm -hmm. and written those essays and submitted them and tried to get free money. I mean, there's so much money out there and I didn't, I didn't, you know, take advantage of it. So that'd be my big thing is don't worry so much about your major, especially for the first two years. You're just getting classes done. Worry about financing it as as easily as possible not pulling out student loans yeah. so nice. yeah so when someone asks you you know what do you do mm -hmm. now how do you answer you've you've had such a uh storied not storied career but you've done it's, so it's, many yeah. different things and you're doing so many different things now well now i call myself a baby wrangler full-time but because um, of full frontal nerdy yeah exactly my yeah. The, god I keep those guys in line you know my goodness um no yeah i I like to consider myself just a, a creative and um, a parent. And that's really, you know, I've the, the parenting is a whole other set of challenges. The stay-at-home mom life is a whole other set of challenges beyond the creative challenges of the podcast. So, um, yeah, I think I'm just a creative baby wrangler. And that's kind of what I'm doing, and I'm loving every second of it. I have no intentions of... Um, ever going back to that career life. Mm. I really don't think that's that's in the cards for me based on how William and I want to raise our son. So um, I do look forward to when he starts school. I would love to volunteer with the Adult Literacy League or the library or Dr. Phillips Center for the Performing Arts. I want to really do something that is going to fulfill me and, and that I'm going to enjoy doing. And I don't even necessarily need to be paid for it. I'm happy to volunteer. So when my schedule opens up a little bit more here in a couple of years, I'm going to start putting my sights on that as well. 
So just enroll him now. I mean, he sounds like a pretty smart kid. <laughs> he's he's a very smart kid. We we work a lot on reading and his animals and things like that. But I definitely want to um, keep him home and teach him myself until we get to the VPK kindergarten stage. And then I'll ship him off to the teachers. Bless their hearts. <laughs> we're, we're all sorry in advance. Yes. To all the teachers. We have a lot of teacher listeners. You You all cannot be praised enough. That's for what you do. An excellent yeah. point. Well, uh, that's pretty much it. All right. Yeah, you did well. Thank you. We're best friends. Best friends. You uh, did well on the quiz. If anybody missed anything, of course, subscribe to a podcast called To a Certain Degree. I'm going to get a new name. You got to do something it's about really that. It's really difficult to think of that. Subscribe, please. Uh, listen to the entire show with Chantal. Listen to Full Frontal Nerdy Show as well you can get that wherever you get podcasts do subscribe to both at the same time yeah listen to one while subscribing to the other absolutely okay i think you can do that uh and then also follow you on the facebook so you're yep. on facebook and then full frontal nerdy full frontal show nerdy show has a group fitness orlando and a page yes yeah. aqua belly fitness orlando uh, orlando yeah. Yeah. there's yeah I'm, I'm all over the place you guys can find us various means both Just facebook and instagram anywhere yeah. all right and uh yeah so let's shake hands on the air because i think that makes for really good radio we're shaking hands vigorously okay oh that was weird <laughs> gonna have to work on that as best friends uh so just a last spooky song for us this is stereo lab with metronomic underground to go oh. with our tiny houses uh emperor tomato ketchup is the name of the album what is which with these albums i'm I, they're spooky so wild spooky emperor tomato ketchup i want to know how they're coming up with them uh well i'm wondering if substances are involved it's very possible it's very possible <laughs> you've been listening to a certain degree i'm going to let chantal watts uh release her back into the world and uh you can catch her on frontal nerdy thank you again thank you for being here uh you've been listening to a certain degree my name is nick enjoy and that's the show thanks for listening to a certain degree where do you go from here tell your friends about how awesome this episode was subscribe to the show wherever you subscribe also check out to a certain degree.com that's t-o-a CertainDegree.com. Just a reminder that this episode and every episode is recorded live on WPRK 91.5. You can listen live every Monday at 7 a.m. on your radio or streaming on the internet. That's when shows are at their peak freshness. Thanks for listening. I'll miss our little talks.